0: We've been warned for a while now that this country is vulnerable to interference. And now a committee of MPs and senators who have been looking into our federal security, they've tabled a report which reveals there are very significant gaps in our system when it comes to our cyber defences. And so that, of course, leaves us vulnerable to attacks by countries like China and Russia. And we saw just last month that Russia had attacked some of our government uh, websites as part of its uh, ramped-up campaign against Ukraine. But the report also reveals some new information. It shows that between August 2010 and August 2011, China targeted 31 departments, and they got all sorts of stuff. Uh, Emails and communications of senior government officials was stolen, briefing notes, strategy documents, secret materials and passwords. And in 2014, there was a debilitating attack on the National Research Council where Chinese state-sponsored actors uh, stole more than 40,000 files. So we're not great in this area. The question is, why isn't anyone asking? David Shipley is our cybersecurity expert and CEO of beaux Security. He joins us now. Good to have you, David. Good morning. So the prime minister got this report back in August. Um, we're hearing about it just now, but the bottom line is we are very, very attractive and very vulnerable to, uh, you know, attacks. I don't understand how a G seven nation can be so woefully behind.
1: Well, it's a question of how taxpayers value cybersecurity. You know, we think about every tax dollar the federal government collects. We have um, high-ticket items that we care about the most: healthcare. Um, national defense in in the traditional sense, other aspects that we expect the federal government to deliver on like our um, social safety net and, and very few voters are telling politicians well are you protecting our digital infrastructure They just assume mm. that that's being done and it, because it's not a, a, a priority for politicians and, and and let's be honest, no bureaucrat gets promoted by saying i spent more <laughs> money on security. Um, yeah, so it's not, the, the not a sexy
0: thing to run on, but it, it does matter, you know.
1: It, it, exactly. So, um, yeah. so that's, it's, it's natural consequence of the political culture we have in Canada that doesn't fully appreciate how much we depend on digital infrastructure to deliver modern government services. Now, we've come a long way. I mean, we we, we did know about the Chinese exploits for some time, lost billions of dollars in Canadian intellectual property against the NRC. Um, they, mm-hmm. they told us at the time that they were going to stop hacking us. Then it turned out they were just moved on to hack the private sector for the last couple of years. And Now the yeah. government's refilled the cookie jar, they're going to come back at them. The, your point about a in country is really important because the Americans, the Americans have been getting serious. They've been paying lots of money and efforts and The the Biden White House has thrown down the gauntlet to the federal uh, civil service in the U.S. saying, you are going to be much harder to hack and we're going to do that in the next couple of years. That means if you need to steal 5 eye secrets, you're going to hit the weaker kid in the block. And that's us. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Canada is definitely an outlier with our allies on this, whether it's, uh, you know, we still have yet to say no to Huawei, which I'm not sure what the holdup is there. But, uh, you know, we have seen uh, municipalities attacked and taken hostage for, for you know, uh, a payment back. We've seen hospital networks that have had data stolen, they've had to pay kind of a ransom back. Um, A lot of people say, you know, the next war won't start with a weapon, it will be started at a keyboard. Um, So this is something that has been talked about for a long time. And now we're in this period period of time where the technology is there and the opportunities are great David and so someone is going to have to make it sexy and spell it out for Canadians why the investment's important.
1: Absolutely. And and I, and I am proud to say that I am the co-chair for the Canadian Chamber of Commerce's for right now campaign and as part of that we have been lobbying the federal government to invest in not just increasing its defenses, which it has been spending in the last budget they allocated 800 million but to actually uh, up the defenses for the public and the private sector, and particularly hospitals. You know, when we think about what happened to Newfoundland, it wasn't just that a a god-awful amount of intensely sensitive data was lost, they had to cancel surgeries. Um, yeah. people's cancer outcomes were negatively impacted by that, that attack. We need to protect our hospitals, our municipalities, and our small businesses. So we need to invest about a billion and a half over the next year or so to even just get caught up to the threat environment we currently exist in.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had that warning. Um, you know, there were a threat no, r- Russian-backed cyber attacks uh, that that were launched against Canada last month, and it it ended up uh, mucking up a bunch of government websites. Um, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, there are re- very, very real threats. We we saw in our election where the Chinese government uh, targeted certain ridings. They were mucking about with that with interference. We've got these cyber attacks. There are a lot of things coming at us by a lot of bad actors out in the world. If we don't start getting serious about this, um, you know, the threat by by government. Like Russia, is that they could take out things like our our power grid or our vulnerable sectors like our water system. These these are the these are the things, David, that will wake Canadians up. It's when you don't have power or water that you say, "What happened? Oh, we were attacked." I mean, it could happen. I, I, how secure are we in those infrastructures?
1: So our our, our, our power utilities are generally in a really good shape. They they have been working on cybersecurity for some time. Our pipeline utilities haven't been regulated to the same extent. So, you know, just like the colonial pipeline revealed uh, the woeful yeah. inadequacy on that side, we, we've got some concerns on that side. But the reality is if I'm Russia right now or China, mm-hmm. I, I'm not so much worried about taking down the power grid if I can cause the country to fall apart from the inside. Yeah. And what I mean by that is this discord we're seeing in this country about um you know everyone's tired, everyone's frustrated, yep. we're tired of the pandemic but but this this divisiveness, this hyper partisan divisiveness, this rise of extreme viewpoints across all polarization, this isn't natural or organic or normal. it's yeah. the combination of certain countries want to see us tear each other apart, and social media is making more money doing that,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think you raise a really, really important point, you know, that Russia with the vaccines and China uh, have been sowing a lot of misinformation. It looks very, very real and it divides and it conquers and it's done. It's been very effective. It does, that actually, David, does not get a lot of conversation, but they are these countries have been very much playing games with this pandemic. And, and it
1: has worked, I think, to to large degrees. Well, yeah. They know that literally Russia is not stupid. They know that they cannot win in force of arms against the NATO countries. And of course, no one wins if this thing gets really out of hand. But if you can make every democracy look as illegitimate as your own regime, if you can divert our attention from the outworld world world and the problems we all need to to tackle together to to all of us being fearful or hateful, um, then you win. And and, and the Russians, the Chinese, um, are, are playing chess. And, and mm-hmm. our government has been playing checkers. Last night, yeah. we, we saw the opening moves where the government was like, okay, there's a bigger game here. And they went after the money, which is actually not a play. But they still haven't talked about not suppressing free speech. Free speech is important. It's fundamental. Canadians have that right. But, but social media companies should not be profiting by making the most hateful division of content the most engaging out there. Um, and that's what we have to tackle.
0: Yeah, it's a very, very difficult uh, task. But um, yeah, there's got to be some accountability, certainly. Nonetheless, stay tuned, David. Uh, very much appreciate your insight into this. Take care. Thank you. You too. Stay safe. Yeah, thank you. That's David Shipley, who's a cybersecurity expert. We lean on here um, a lot. Uh, bottom line is these countries, China, Russia, they're in it for the long haul. Uh, they, they're they're watching, they're playing, and they are very good at it. And I don't think we take it nearly, nearly serious enough. The fact that You know, 13 ridings in the last election um, had serious Chinese uh, interference with them. And it's not even talked about. Whether or not it um, changed the outcome of the election or not, it's not okay. We can't let those things happen and undermine our democracy. And yet no one gets serious about it.